0: You know what that sound means, it's another exciting installment of the Van Brawl Seasons podcast where we talk local sports, both the Atlanta Pro franchises like the Braves, Hawks, Falcons, and we also talk the University of Georgia Bulldogs. So, strap in, guys, it's another exciting episode about to start right now. What up, Podcast Land? This is just Jamin' Joe with the Fan of All Seasons Podcast. And on tonight's episode, we have a very special guest joining us, RG3. We've got the one, the only, Dan Kamal. So, Dan Kamal, just to give you guys a little bit of background, is the host of the Sports Insider on 929 The Game. And it's a show that I help out with on Saturday mornings. And so, RG3 and I are going to talk to him about some Braves, some UGNs, and some Falcons. So, hope you guys enjoy it. So as I mentioned earlier, RG3, we go to the Fan Brawl Seasons fan line where we've got host of the Sports Insider on 929 the Game and former Atlanta Thrasher radio announcer and just all around good Atlanta sports guy Dan Kamal. Dan, how's it going?
1: Jam and Joe Killeen. it's going okay, my friend. How you doing?
0: Doing well, doing well. Are you uh are you ready to talk uh, some sports with us here? Uh yeah, why not? Alright, sounds great, sounds great. So Dan, we're going to hit you with uh, a little bit of everything here on the show. And uh, to start out, we're going to go with some, uh, some Atlanta Braves baseball here. So my first question for you, Dan, the Braves starting rotation has a mix of veterans and young guys. How do you feel about the 2019 Braves starting rotation as opposed to last October?
1: I feel better about it. I, I must say, you know, Dallas Keuchel down the stretch, uh, the numbers weren't great, but, you know, as crafty and experienced as he is, he may, after they clinched, uh, may have been working on things, you know, and getting his his repertoire right, if you will, uh, before starting game number one, which I guess was announced today. So we'll see him on Thursday, uh Early evening at uh, at SunTrust, so I you know he he's got to lead the way I think with his uh, with his resume. But I really love the way that Fulton Avich bounced back this year, and that may make him a better pitcher heading into this postseason, knowing that he was able to come back from adversity the way he he did. And of course, Mike Soroka, what can you say about that kid? He's pitching like a young twenty-something veteran. Um, you know, he looks like he's 30-something uh, the way he's pitched this year. And, you know, Max Freed, what will he give you? Will he start a game in this series? We'll see. Uh, Julio tehran tough stretch run for him. What's his role? All remains to be seen. But uh, I do like the starting rotation. I, I give it a solid B. Uh, I love the bullpen as well.
2: Okay. And the bench seems to be deeper than it was a year ago. Heading into the playoffs, what are your thoughts on the Braves' bench?
1: Well, I've got to admit, I liked it better when they uh, when they weren't getting nicked up as uh, regularly as they started to get nicked up. You know, with Enders and Ciarte going down, and Charlie Culberson's season ending with the fastball to the face, and then Johan Camargo with the the pitch foul, foul ball off his knee, which apparently has ended... His season as well, so um, yeah, the the depth is still pretty good. Uh, I I liked it better before those guys went down, but I I do think they have enough of a bench to uh, to go a long way in October.
0: No doubt, no doubt. So Dan, our final Braves question for you: The Braves are not really known for stealing bases, and the Cardinals are a team that steals a ton of bases. How important will the running game be in this
1: series? Well. You know, it, it it could come down to a small ball series, although that would be rare, um, especially in today's baseball. But, I mean, I think, you know, if Acuna's healthy, if his groin is uh, is 100%, and hopefully he's young enough that maybe it is, then obviously he's a threat on the bases. That, I mean, a veteran like Marquez has been known to take a base when it's important to do that. He's very crafty at that, Ozzie Albee's can run. Dansby Swanson can certainly run. So yeah, the Cardinals may be known a little bit more for that, but I like the Braves' aggressiveness on the base paths and their collective speed. I really do.
0: All right, Dan. So we're going to transition to a little UGA football here. My first question for you, what were your thoughts on the Georgia Notre Dame game from two weeks ago?
1: Well, you're always happy with a win, right? Especially against a a ranked team. So that's number one. I, I will say I, I think some of the criticism about the conservatism of the offense are justified. I would like to see Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm, to me, looks like he's trying to bust out and be the quarterback that he can be. Sometimes you see it. I don't think you see it enough. Now, I know they're going to try to stand by that offensive line and let that offensive line wear down. Uh, their defensive counterparts, uh, because they can, because they're huge and they're talented, and the running backs come at you at, in waves. But man, I wouldn't mean I wouldn't mind seeing more uh, playmakers like George Pickens uh, doing some dances uh, out there deep in the uh, defensive backfield. So I think a little too conservative right now, but maybe they're about to bust out.
0: Let's hope so, Dan. Let's hope so. And Georgia's defense will be facing
2: its former offensive coordinator this weekend, uh, Jim Chaney. How do you expect the UGA defense to react against the Tennessee offense?
1: Wow. Um, Man, if this isn't a blowout, I mean, if Tennessee scores more than 10 points, I'll be shocked. I mean, Tennessee's having a season I don't think anybody expected to see. I don't think anybody picked Tennessee to be in the top. Ten or fifteen, but this has been a bit of a debacle so far, unfortunately, for Tennessee. So, I I don't. I really don't. I really don't see this as a major test. Um, You know, I'm looking at a 42 to 10 kind of score. So, I think the defensive test will come further down the road. I'm looking at November as the real big. Defensive test for uh, Georgia. Well, let's
0: get into that for a second, Dan. When when you think about Georgia's schedule, what, what what is the toughest game left on Georgia's schedule, in your opinion? Is it Auburn? Is it Texas A&M?
1: Uh, either one. I mean, Auburn can be explosive, as can Texas A&M. I think every game week to week. I mean, certainly Kentucky can give you problems, right?
0: Absolutely. But South can. Carolina
1: can surprise you. I mean, look what North Carolina did to Clemson. Mac Brown doing a good job there. So, yeah, but... You know, on paper, yes. Auburn scares me. Uh, Texas A&M scares me a bit, but you know, I, I mean, they should handle they should handle business. I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Auburn won that game, but I expect UGA to win it. You know, I mean, you know, it's, Auburn's uh, obviously a very highly ranked team. Florida, I mean, Florida's playing pretty good football. Right. So uh, there are some tough games. Along the way. Um, but I think if Georgia, I, I think Georgia's defense is stout. I think the offense needs to, to build some more layers and get get more creative. Right. And I think if they do that and they can explode for some points and not necessarily rely on running teams into a pulp, um, I think they'll be a more rounded uh, championship contender.
0: Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Dan, we're going to transition to the last part of this interview and that's uh, the Atlanta Falcons. My first Falcons question for you. Uh, the Falcons defense has not been able to stop anyone of weight. Do you think it's more about scheme or is it more about talent?
1: I don't know. I've been reading a lot about the Falcons because I think everybody's surprised. It's kind of like Tennessee, but on a different level. You're surprised at the woes that they've experienced so far this year. I think preparation certainly has to be considered as part of the equation. I mean, my goodness, they, I, I think in the first half of games, they have trailed something like 71 to 20, and then they've had to try to come back. That's very hard to do at the NFL level. I think their defensive scheme, they leave a lot of space in the defensive backfield, but they don't have as much closing speed back there as you would like to see with that kind of scheme. So uh, they've been burned, you know, obviously they were burned by Tennessee on that big passing play very early in the game. They've been burned a lot by the big play. So I think it's personnel. I think it's a a collective lack of speed where they need it. And I think it's preparation. If they don't fix that fast, I mean, one and three is going to get really ugly. I'm hoping, I think the next two games are potentially winnable. Houston and Arizona. But you gotta do it right.
0: Exactly, exactly. I'm I'm really looking for Dan Quinn to, to to get the defense going. I mean, I mean, we've seen what he's done in Seattle, like like building those aggressive defenses. I know the loss of Keanu Neal hurt, but but other than that, what what also seems to be the issue with the Falcons' defense, in your opinion?
1: Well, as I said, giving up the big play is 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 certainly a factor they don't get to the quarterback either joe you know i mean right and that that puts pressure on the secondary as well if you're not getting the quarterback if you're not creating happy feet uh with the opposing quarterback obviously then your secondary is is that much more tested so uh and the linebackers you know okay been good grady jarrett has been good up front right. defensively linebackers been okay i think uh, Duke Riley got traded today. So yeah, uh, they're looking for more secondary help. So, uh, picked up Cyprian, Jonathan Cyprian from the Eagles, I believe. Right. Um, yeah. So I think everybody's got to look in the mirror, starting with Dan Quinn, cause that's his defense now. And it's one thing to build one in Seattle. And he built a pretty good one here going, you know, going into that Super Bowl in very early 2017 at the end of the 26 season, uh, 2016 season. Hmm. Um, but since then, it's mm, just been kind of pedestrian in, in, in my estimation. Right. They need some big playmakers on the other side of the ball as well.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Dan, our final Falcons question for you. It is more on the offensive
2: side of the ball, and they, they've been trying to find their footing. Uh, what can the Falcons do to get back on track offensively?
1: Yeah, the falling behind is tough, you know, when you, you, you fall behind and then you kind of you really can't establish the run when you're falling behind. And, uh, you know, and, and it, it's again, protect. Can you protect Matt Ryan? Mm-hmm. I don't think the Falcons have proven they can do that in the last three years, Mm-mm. you know, uh, at least the last two plus years. So I think he has a has some happy feet going back there, which is not good. I mean, he's got, what, is it, six picks right now? Six right. or seven picks? He, he does. Um, he he's six. thrown in a couple of them. Those two passes intended for Luke Stalker this early season, I don't know where those those balls were going. I'd have to know the play call. I'd have to know the communication. I'd right. have to know the routes, where the routes run properly. Right. But it's very unlike Matt Ryan to do that. So protect Matt Ryan and let Julio and Calvin and, and – uh, Sanu, Muhammad, make make the plays. They can, but Matt's got to have time to get them the ball. And if they're playing in tight games or have the lead, God willing, soon um, you can mix it up and mix in the run and and keep defenses a lot more honest.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, Dan, that, that's going to wrap it up uh, for this interview. Thank you so much for spending uh, some time with us, and maybe we can do this down the road.
1: It's a pleasure, Joe, and thank you.
0: Appreciate the time. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. yg well, 3 that was a great interview we had uh, with uh, Dan Kamal, first-time visitor and guest of the show. Talked about a lot of different things. I'm really excited about Thursday with the playoffs starting, with the Braves. I know you are, too. What, what's something you're like most excited about seeing on Thursday?
2: Thursday. Um,
0: well, we know Keuchel is going to start Game One, like Dan said. Mm-hmm. So that should and, be fun.
2: Yeah, that should be that'd be fun to watch. Um, and is Acuna coming back for Game One? Yeah,
0: yeah, he'll be he'll be good to go. He'll be okay. good to go.
2: Um, I mean, I just hope he doesn't um, injure himself. You know, trying to jump back into. Too, too aggressively.
0: Well, from all in reports are that he he looked good in batting practice the other day, and he's ready to
2: go.
0: hmm So, I'm optimistic about Acuna for sure. So, RG3, we are going to transition to the pick part of the show, and let's do it. You want to go college first? Uh, yeah. Let's do college first. Let's do it. All right. So, my first pick, RG3, I've got Ole Miss. I've got Ole Miss minus seven against Vandy. Mm. And I think Ole Miss is the far superior, more talented team. I think Matt Luke is a pretty good offensive coach. I think we'll definitely see how Ole Miss handles playing against Vandy. So that's my SEC game. What's yours? All right. So
2: for me... I don't normally pick my own team, but I have Auburn minus three over Florida. Nice. Um, Auburn's ramping up. Um, they're they're starting to settle into their offense and um, really uh, getting a not a rotation, but just different options and um, really finding their groove. Um, of yep. course, Bo Nix is playing well. Um, he's got a good head on his shoulders, and you know he's just learning more and improving. Each week, so um, yeah, I got Auburn minus three over Florida.
0: Now, is that game in Auburn or is that Florida?
2: It's in Gainesville.
0: Ooh, that's gonna be tough. At the swamp, mm-hmm. tough. Should be fun, though. Um, it should cool off this weekend too. I think that'll help. Well, it's gonna be hotter than Hades in Florida. It's always hotter than Hades mm-hmm. in Florida. Um, so my final college game RG three is that of the California Golden Bears. Plus 18 against the Oregon Ducks. I think Cal has one of the better defenses in the Pac 12 under head coach Justin Wilcox. And I just like Cal in this spot. So give me Cal, plus 18 against Oregon.
2: All right. And I'm actually picking the waves again.
0: You're riding the green wave? I'm
2: riding the green wave. All right. And minus three to Lane over Army.
0: Ooh, cool!
2: So you know, watching, um, watching both Army play, watching both Tulane play. Did,
0: did you see that Tulane game Thursday night, or a couple of Thursdays ago when they ran that trick play to score and won the game? I did not see that game. No, it was crazy. But I, I saw. Um... So those are RG3 and I's college picks of the week. So now we transition to the NFL, and I'll go first in the NFL. My first NFL game, give me the Buffalo Bills plus three over the Tennessee Titans. I think the Bills are G3. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe I just said the Bills plus three over the Titans. I like the Bills' defense. I like, uh, I know Josh Allen is their normal starting quarterback, but Matt Barkley, the former USC QB, is filling in uh, for Josh Allen at quarterback. And I just like the Bills in this spot. I don't think the Titans are that good. I know they beat our Falcons. But, um. But I. But I think Marcus Mariota is going to come down to earth. So give me the Bills plus three of the Titans. All
2: right. Well, I'm going to go on the positive side as well and do Green Bay plus three point five over Dallas Cowboys. Oh,
0: that's going to be a good game. Someday. It is.
2: It's um. I don't know. It, it's going to be a fun game to watch. You know, they they both have somewhat similar records and
0: talented offenses. Yeah. Good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and my final, my final NFL game of the week, I'm going to the Monday night game, giving the San Francisco 49ers or the Fighting Kyle Shanahan's minus three and a half over the Cleveland Browns. Mm. I I still haven't seen San Francisco play with my own eyes. I'm really curious to see how they hold up. I mean, they're three and zero right now. Jimmy Garoppolo's in a real zone, mm-hmm. and I mean, Kyle Shanahan is a brilliant offensive mind. <laughs> I know, I know that sounds insane for what he did to the thousand Super Bowl, but we all saw that 2016 year. I mean, he, and the way the way Matt Ryan was able to throw guys open, I think Garoppolo's reaping yeah. those same benefits. So yeah, so that's why I like San Francisco in this spot.
2: All right. Well, uh, I'm actually going to go with the Vikings minus 5.5 over the New York Giants. It's a good pick.
0: Mm, Kirk Cousins might be able to get back to earth.
2: Mm-hmm. I think so.
0: So those are our NFL Picks of the Week. Um, RG3, you got any uh, big weekend plans on deck, man? Oh, man, this
2: is going to be my first – well, not my first, but it's going to be a good, nice, relaxing weekend. Have a friend coming into town. Shout-out to you, Jackson. We're just going to you know, hang out, watch some football, watch the Tennessee game. Hopefully the weather will cool off enough where we can set up some TVs outside, maybe a projector, a sound system – you know, make some buffalo chicken dip, get some wings.
0: Okay, so what you're saying is there's a party at your house.
2: Yeah, pretty much. That sounds
0: great. <laughs> well, my weekend's going to be chill. I'm going to be heading to Atlanta uh, and watching football and hanging out all weekend. I'll be watching the dogs uh, Saturday night and uh, then the Falcons and Braves on Sunday. So, so, RG3, we'll have a loaded show to talk about in two weeks. We're taking next week. Next week off. uh been for all Seasons fans, I'm very fortunate. Uh, I have tickets to Game 5 of the NLDS, so I'll be at the NLDS on Wednesday. So we will not record next week. And I'll be back. We'll be back in two weeks, and we'll be talking about a lot of stuff. And I also want to thank Dan Kamal for coming on tonight. It was a lot of fun. Talked to him about a lot of different subjects. So for RG3, I'm and Joe. This has been another exciting installment of the fan brawl season, of the fan brawl seasons podcast, and we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. See ya, and chop on.